It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Bonnie LG coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in the city of Calgary, Alberta. Doug Lacombe, MBA, is president and founder of Communicado Inc., a digital marketing agency. Drawing on almost 30 years of experience in media, web, publishing, and technology, Doug and his team work with businesses and associations to integrate traditional and digital communications all with a focus on content marketing, advertising, and social media. So, Doug, welcome to the show, and thank you for taking the time to be here today for all of our listeners. Oh, thank you, Bonnie. I'm very pleased to be on the show, and uh, it's great to uh, see your face and hear your voice again. We've been uh, uh, disconnected for too long, so thanks for reaching out. Well, I want to jump right in and uh, have our listeners have an opportunity to get to know you better. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your current business? Sure. Um, Well, uh, without getting into the entire biography, (laughs) which would be a a lengthy one at my age, but uh, I'm a maritimer born in Moncton, New Brunswick, uh, and... um, a railway brat and so I've lived all over Canada uh, and um, Calgary actually was a, a sort of a, a relocation from the United States we were down there in 2000 and um, uh, we've been here so now 18 years and uh, love it in Calgary uh, it was uh, kind of like coming home because we had lived previously for 20 years in Saskatoon and as anybody who lives in Calgary knows Calgary is basically just Saskatoon West so uh, uh, and and the business um, Communicato is the name of my business and uh, we do digital marketing uh, and that's just been a long-standing passion blending digital stuff internet stuff and public relations uh, which uh, I think I um, learned at the knee of my grandfather and so I, I really feel like it runs in my blood And so I know that in your career, you made um, the jump from working in the corporate or agency world, as well as media, to starting Communicato a number of years ago. What inspired you to go out on your own and, and be that entrepreneur? That's a great question. You know, uh, about eight or so years ago, uh, the Globe and Mail did a piece uh, that included a little mini profile of, of me and a couple of others. And they, they called us, I love the term, they called us accidental entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, it, it basically got laid off is the answer. The company that I was working for at the time in 2009 decided to do uh, away with a layer of management. And uh, sadly, I was in that layer. But in hindsight, it was the best opportunity ever. And uh, I like to say that uh, I don't know that I would have jumped off the cliff on my own, but since someone pushed me, you might as well look for a parachute. So it, at that moment in time, and they were very generous and it was a very um, you know well-managed transition. So I, I have no regrets or discomfort. But um, uh, at the time, I went on a couple of job interviews and I thought, oh, you know, this is, I've, I've done this. I was, you know, fairly senior in my career at that moment and I, I just really wanted to do something new and and uh, ultimately my wife uh, after one job interview said if you take that job I'll kill you and uh, okay better start our own business then so that's <laughs> it was really that motivation that got us going and back in 10 years ago 2009. 
And so, Doug, I mean, always one of the great challenges for entrepreneurs is that financing piece. So you are accidentally thrown into this situation. How did you get going from a financial perspective? And uh, what can you share with our listeners that way? I kind of think you either have to be old enough to be secure in money or young enough to not care about money. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so uh, we were uh, the former. We were old enough to not have to worry too much about money. I had a a good runway from the severance package that I got from the layoff. And I was able to sell consulting hours right away because of my fairly decent network and, and good folks that were like, oh, yeah, you should come do a contract. And so it was actually a fairly painless transition for me, you know, aside from the angst of the first six months of, ooh, is this what we're going to do and all that. But uh, uh, so, yeah, I was, I was really fortunate. And of course, consulting, I mean, what do you need but a laptop and a kitchen table and then eventually a Starbucks and then eventually a rented room and then, a rent, then an office at some point if you decide to go down that path. So, so the, the, the underpinnings, the costs were fairly minimal. It was just, you know, sell your hours and then and then sell somebody else's hours and then overhead after that. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, we, we were lucky. We didn't need financing. We bootstrapped the whole thing out of our own savings and just went for it. And where do you hope to go in the future? Do you have big growth plans for the company? I know you've got a, a fairly decent sized staff now and an office yeah. in a very nice part of, of town. So yeah. what is the future hold for you? Well, you know, I think uh, diversification is sort of our mantra right now. And that that involves a number of different things, uh, being open to different markets, different uh, sectors, uh, you know, making sure we're not so dependent on uh, Alberta only or Calgary only or oil and gas only. Uh, And so definitely, you know, we do national work. We've done work with folks in Vancouver and Ottawa and Toronto and, you know, all over. Uh, But um, I don't want to get so big as we become a bit of a monolith. You know, I like like the small team culture. Um, My team makes me happy. We laugh, we gossip, we talk about Game of Thrones, uh, you know, and um, so, you know, I don't want to get to the point where it's just... uh, a corporation uh, in that giant agency sense. So I, I think, you know, we'll stick to more of the virtual agency model where we might, you know, eventually put a person in name of city here and have a sort of a, a home-based or a, or a work share type uh, person that represents us in that city, but ultimately keeping the, the team uh, lean and mean. And part of that is, is cash flow and financial. I saw very early in my career, I saw a lot of people start businesses spend a ton of money on salaries and fancy cherry wood desks and leather chairs and then promptly go out of business. And um, I guess it's probably the Scottish part of me that says, no, be frugal and, uh, you know, go for the long game, right? So, uh, yeah, so I don't think we'll be huge, but I think we will spread our wings a little bit more. Let's talk a little bit about doing business in, in Calgary. And, and you've, you've talked about, you know, being thankful you weren't too energy centric over the the last number of years and you had a diverse client base. But from an entrepreneurial perspective, what are some of the pros and cons about starting a business in Calgary? It might be a little hard for me to separate the Calgary environment from the from the um, national environment because, uh, you know, the the red tape is really quite a bit. (laughs) There's a there's a lot, whether it's licensing or how to incorporate, or your annual returns, or, you know, there's, there's, there's numerous sort of barriers to just getting on with it. 
And, you know, for somebody who is, you know, maybe just really passionate about digital comms, or if you're, I don't know, a plumber, uh, you know, getting set up is actually quite a pain. And then, of course, we've been seeing lately the uh, tax imbalance due to the hollowing out of the downtown, which is causing, you know, a huge shift and a great deal of pain uh, for a lot of small businesses. And so I I think those things are are challenging, but you know I see good people trying to work on them, and I and I'm hopeful for and optimistic for the future. But you know some of the the, the more positive or optimistic things about Calgary is there is a huge entrepreneurial spirit in this in this town, and and people are so encouraging and saying yeah go for it and how can I send you some business and you know uh, how can we work together to promote. A, each of us and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I, I find that the, uh, the environment is, is welcoming and um, supportive. And uh, so, yeah, I, I just think that uh, we'll weather this storm and, and Calgary and Alberta are more than oil and gas, although obviously oil and gas is super important. There, there's just all kinds of other pieces of work that you can do that are exciting here as well. So, Doug, let's shift gears a bit and talk about some of your more personal favorite things or habits um, as a a business owner. So one of the things I'd like to ask you is just where do you go to get inspired here locally in Calgary? Do you have a favorite spot that maybe you can go and and do some thinking about your business or maybe it's a real, a favorite place to go at the end of a busy work week and relax. Can you share a couple of your favorite spots with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so uh, bar none, uh, since, I don't know, the age of three, I've been crazy about dogs. I love dogs. Uh, They make me happy. Uh, And so most of that kind of Zen time is at a dog park for me. Uh, We live up in Edgemont. And so the Edgemont Ravine is fantastic. Because I'm a maritimer and I am who I am, I gab all the time. So the dog does her thing and then I talk to all the people and I meet all the crazy people in my neighborhood and that's fun. And that's the time for me when my brain clears and the clutter goes and I can just sort of, you know, do that deeper thinking about um, life. I mean, not just the business, but just, you know, everything, right? Uh, Health, retirement, everything. And uh, so, yeah, the varsity uh, off-leash is my favorite, uh, but uh, the Edgemont Ravine is the the one right out behind my house, so it's pretty easy to get to. Uh, And then, yeah, we just go to all the parks, Edworthy or uh, uh, whatever the one is up by Deerfoot and Beddington and and so that's my main thing is I just, I love walking and thinking. And, and again, that my grandpa instilled that in me, that he was, uh, I think he had a bit of a heart scare uh, in the 60s or something. And uh, so he uh, took up walking. And so it was built into from the time I was four or five that before supper, you go for a walk. After supper, you go for a walk. And <laughs> so now it's just built in, right? I don't know. It's a habit and I love it. But other than that, um, you know, I like meeting people in the local pubs, and there's so many of those, uh, but uh, uh, I tend to meet, uh, you know, there's kind of one set of guy friends that we meet at the Oak Tree Tavern over here and, and have a pint and talk politics and, you know, lie to each other about all the things we pretend to know. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, you know, going for coffee here at Good Earth. I mean, Kensington is amazing for places to just, you know, eat, drink, chill, and interact with people. And uh, so 
that, that I'm really happy our office is here because it's it's fun for us and it's easy for uh, to lure people in to visit you and say hey let's go for lunch uh, just down the street and so uh, yeah those are those are many you know Bonas Park I think is high on the list uh, yeah there's there's many things like that that are but outdoorsy great well thank you so what does the first hour of the day look like for you? Do you have some rituals or routines that kind of help get you set for the day and, and set up for a great day? I do. Uh, it's funny that, um, uh, you know, finally being an entrepreneur, I can do what I want in the morning because uh, I am absolutely hopeless in the morning. Like it's, uh, you know, there's a Super 8 film of me uh, where my parents had to wake me up for Christmas. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I am not a morning guy, uh, and uh, so uh, my alarm, I have multiple alarms, they go off 5.30, 6.30, and then, you know, usually around 6.45, I'm like, okay, fine. Get up, have a coffee, breakfast, uh, look at my calendar, uh, look at my task application, see what I have to do for the day. I would have done that uh, the night before, too, so it's really just to kind of get back in gear you know, think about where I have to drive and commute and, and who I'm going to interact with and all that. Then I take the dog for a walk. Uh, then usually uh, I play with the dog in the living room for a while with the snake and ball and bone and all the good things. And then, uh, you know, shower, get in the car and off I go. Quite often I'll work from home and, and those are days when I just want to put my nose to the grindstone, but we sort of have a, a loose tradition of Monday work from home. and so. Uh, those are days when I just want to pound out reports or do things like that, do a lot of writing or thinking. And then, yeah, once I get here, just uh, to the office, that is, um, or if I'm working from home, we do it on Slack and texting and whatnot. Uh, just kind of see where everybody else is at and, you know, where will I see you? When will I see you? Uh, do you need help with this? Are there any roadblocks to, you know, helping this client and all that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's kind of a three-hour ritual to get me productive, really. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, by about 9.30, I'm alive and in the world again, and it's fine. And you reference Slack. Do you have any other online or in-office tools that you use to communicate or, or to ensure everyone's being productive and efficient? Yeah, I'm a maniac for apps. This is, it drives my team crazy. Uh, it's really beyond habit and into obsession, I think. But but, uh, but we've settled on, uh, so Google's G Suite is sort of our core thing. And then uh, Asana for tasks, uh, Slack for messaging. Right now I'm hunting for a wiki intranet thing, but we're currently sort of half using Google Sites, but it's a bit dodgy, so I'm not thrilled with that. Airtable for database stuff. Yeah, and the, the list goes on, but those are the main things that, that we use. LastPass for... Um, password sharing so that we can get you know new people onboarded and into apps quickly and only buy one account instead of six for certain things and uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, and being a digital agency, of course, we have a whole array of, you know, graphic building tools and social media management. We use Sprout Social and stuff like that. So lots and lots of apps, which is, uh, as we've been onboarding these interns, I realize uh, you have to parcel that out because it's a bit overwhelming uh, until you get fully um, immersed in our culture. Right. Now, what about books or podcasts? Do you have any you could recommend to our audience? Maybe a business book or two that you have found particularly helpful? Yeah. Um, well, my all-time favorite, which uh, 
I, I seem to every couple of years dredge up for the young people uh, is positioning. I think uh, Reese and Trout's positioning is a classic. It influenced me way back in business school and, uh, and the updated versions have continued to influence me. And I, I really love that confluence of uh, psychology and marketing and messaging and, you know, sort of what spot do you occupy in somebody's brain. So definitely recommend positioning. Uh, then uh, I'd say my favorite business book in the last five to 10 years has been um, David Meerman Scott's The New Rules of PR and Marketing. Uh, that to me is, uh, is a seminal piece of work in my specific niche area. And uh, it, it really encapsulates how you blend this stuff for the new PR, new marketing, which um, like all things new, it won't be new for long, right? And so that really it'll just be called PR and marketing again in 10 years. But for now, it's like, ooh, digital marketing, because people need to know that, you know, you can help them through the transition. But uh, I, I think of it like horseless carriage, right? It's one of those references that goes away over time, because you're just thinking about what's in the rear view. But really, the new marketing is just marketing is with new tools. But yeah, so those are the two books that I really like a lot. And then Seth Godin, uh, you know, uh, Avanish Kaushik uh, does a lot of stuff uh, on Occam's Razor is his blog, and that's um, uh, analytics-based. I, uh, I really like the uh, Sprouts social blog, um, and I'm kind of a voracious reader, but more in blog chunks. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, all of those, those sort of um, niche kind of things that really attract me. And then the generalized, you know, McLean's, National Post and all that for, you know, my own edification, I guess. You mentioned earlier in the interview that uh, you've kind of felt like you've been destined to be in, in PR and media and, and advertising your entire life. But if you weren't doing what you're doing now, can you see yourself in any other type of profession? You know, I can. Um... Uh, if I made a tiny, tiny jump, it would be to just pure writing of some sort. Uh, but probably it would be in a not-for-profit or something like that. And um, ultimately, that's probably where I'm headed in retirement someday, you know, is to, to kind of get in and, and really help uh, somebody change the world in some small way. And uh, so that would, that would be satisfying and keep me out of the house and out of mischief and all that. So I, I imagine that's where this will go. But yeah, I think um, sometimes I joke, I like telling people what to do. I don't like doing things, uh, which, <laughs> which, which is, there's a grain of truth in there. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, so I think I would like to sort of manage a team no matter what the circumstance was. That's, that's my favorite thing is getting people rowing in the same direction kind of makes me happy. And so if we were to flip the question on its head, what is one profession you know you would just never be cut out to do? I think I'm the prototypical communicator that anything to do with accounting, math, forms, linearity, you know, I'm just, I'm not into it at all. And uh, so, yeah, I, I uh, obviously as a business owner, you deal with the accounting and you deal with all the stuff and, and so on. But I, I know these are areas of weakness and I bring in professionals to help me because uh, otherwise I'd take four times the time it's, uh, it, it's warrant, uh, warranted. So. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think those are my strengths. Uh, economics, depth. I, I don't have any depth in science except social science. Spoken like a true PR person, I can <laughs> relate to that firsthand. 
So, Doug, do you have like a favorite saying or a few words that you kind of maybe share with your your colleagues at work or something that is, I guess, more of a personal mantra for you? Yeah, I do. Um, let's see. I might even have it right here. Hang on. I do. It's right here framed on my... Okay, let's see if I can... Now, this is uh, something I got ages ago. Can you see that? Kind of can see it, but it's backwards. So, it's the old, uh, nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful people with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan, press on, has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. And uh, this little framed print says that they attributes that to Calvin Coolidge, although I know that's up for some debate. But uh, I, I love that, the idea of just soldier on, just keep going. Uh, and I, I truly believe that um, doing something is better than doing nothing, right? If I don't have the perfect accounting system, I better have some accounting system and so on. And that's really what I've taken to heart in building my business is perfection is paralysis. Just go for the next best step you can get to and then keep stepping and keep stepping. And eventually you'll be like, wow, that miles ago, we did that really poorly and now we do it fantastic. So that, that's, it's an easy mantra to live by too, if you just sort of focus your mind. I'm curious, what do you have on your inspired life list or bucket list? What are some things, can you share maybe two or three things that you hope to do either personally or professionally over the next few years? Yeah, um, well, travel. I really, I love languages. I love culture. I love food. I love visual feasts, you know, so uh, certainly there's uh, large chunks of the world that I have not been to yet and uh, would, would like to. Uh, and, uh, so with any luck, we'll, um, create the circumstances for that to happen. Uh, and then, um, take, taking some stronger place in, um, shaping society, which is a bit vague, but for example, uh, just recently in the Alberta election, I, I helped out a friend of mine that was uh, running for office. Uh, he did not win. He was up against a very solid incumbent, but it was a great experience for me to say, you know, I want to get involved in democracy. And, um, you know, that's important these days, right? Because we're living in what seem like contentious times. And, uh, and I think protecting the value of Canada and the things that we hold dear, uh, multiculturalism and, and the plurality of our society um, is something worth rolling up your sleeves and getting into. So those are a couple of things, you know, see the world, maybe fix one thing in the world someday, <laughs> you know, uh, kind of chip away at it. Yeah, those are things I'd like to do. Great. We have actually quite a few international listeners to the podcast. Mm. So I'm curious, if you were to start all over again in Calgary, knowing what you know now, what would you do? What advice would you give to someone who's looking to start fresh here in the city and build a business? I think the best advice that I could give, which uh, is maybe a little bit vague, but it's Find people to help you and lift you up. You know, don't, you're not on your own. And whether that's the Business Development Bank of Canada or members of CPRS or IBC in our particular profession, or um, get a network of people and ask for help, ask for advice. 
you, you know, if you were to move here from another country, uh, it probably with just a few questions to a few choice people, you'd be able to find a reasonably cheap office downtown these days. Uh, and that would maybe be the difference between your business succeeding and not succeeding. So, you know, the chamber, Calgary Economic Development, but anyway, reach out. Don't, you're not an island. Don't go, don't fly solo. You don't have all the ideas and um, just be open to people saying, hey, did you consider this? I think that that's a universal thing, not a Calgary thing per se. But like I said, in Calgary, people are oh so willing to help your business succeed if you just let them. I really couldn't believe 10 years ago when, when uh, I just finally said, okay, I'm going to start a business. And people were like, thank God you decided. Let us help you. And I was like, oh, all I had to do was hang out my shingle and say so. And then things happened. And that was amazing, too, that people were at the ready. I just had to commit. Well, I, th- I think that's great advice. And you're right. This is a city where people are more than happy to play a role in each other's success. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Doug, to, to start to wind things down here today, I'd like to ask you a hypothetical question that we ask all of the people we interview. If you could imagine that there's a small tropical island mm-hmm. where there is no internet, there's no connectivity, I, I know, <laughs> no connectivity, so we're going to drop you off there, but yeah. you won't have any of your digital tools. How long do you think that you would last before you'd need to call us to come pick you up? There is a phone booth, so you'll be able to do it the old-fashioned way when that time arises. And secondly, what would you do while you're there? You know, I have actually had something like this experience. Uh, so uh, as, a, as a tween and a teenager, I uh, did a lot of summer camp uh, stuff with the YMCA mostly around the Lake of the Woods and Camp Stevens. And uh, on one of those summers uh, on the canoe trip, uh, they had a, a, a section where <laughs> they took you out in a boat to an island and then said, here, survive overnight and your job is set up a lean-to, uh, you know, get your sleeping bag in a safe place uh, and start a fire. So that went reasonably well until it came to the time for me to start the fire. Uh, And what I didn't realize is that there was really dry moss underneath the surface wet moss. And so I started my fire. And now this was a tiny, tiny island like the size of my office. So, you know, but... uh, uh, when I woke up in the morning, the whole island was smoldering. I had set the place oh on fire <laughs> and they had to come rescue me. So, uh, yeah, so I'm not convinced I'd last much more than about 12 hours. Uh, yeah. and, uh, but you know what? Um, I like tropical islands and so maybe I would, uh, if, uh, if necessity was the mother of invention, but my, my first go at that as a 14 year old was a dismal failure. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> it's so stupid. I can't believe it. But, uh, you know, who knew? Who <laughs> knew? Yeah. Well, Doug, how, how can our listeners connect with you either online or in the real world? Where can we send them to find out more about you and your business? So communicado.com, that's communicado with two T's. Uh, people often miss that. But really, I've been on the internet and doing web publishing for so long. If you just type in Doug Lacombe in Google, I'll show up. And if it's not me, it's my grandfather. Uh, he's long since passed. Rest in peace. So it, it, yeah, it won't be him. Uh, 
and there's a guy in Louisiana with my name. So there's only three of us. One is gone. So, yes, you know, Doug Lacombe, Google, I'm there. That's my business card now. Awesome. Any other final parting words before we, we say goodbye today? I would just say that if you are thinking of starting a business or if you have a business now and, and you're um, struggling or you feel constrained, um, you know, please reach out, reach out to me, reach out to others, reach out to, uh, you know, the, uh, there's senior organizations like uh, uh, the executive committee tech. Um, there's so many places to go for help and, uh, our economy needs it right now. So um, don't be shy. That would be my, my final thing is, uh, you know, we're all better off if the economy is better off and, you know, all boats rise on a tide. So let's help each other out. Well, I think that's a great place to end it. Thank you so much, Doug, for being a guest on our show today. Thank you, Bonnie. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, I really enjoyed chatting with you. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot from you and uh, we appreciate you being a guest. Anytime. Always a pleasure. Hey there, it's Bonnie LG. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters. And if you have a minute, please write us a review on iTunes. You can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.